Welcome, Eva. Eva Pemper, all the way over from Marlborough. Welcome to the show. I feel honoured to be invited today on such a special day. Well, yes, and we are honoured to have you on. So, as we were saying, we uh, we don't have a show without people like you coming on to have a chat about mm. what's going on. So um, you, you are, are our show. You are our content. <laughs> um, so you're having a look at uh, your 2022 uh, Sev Blanc, Marlborough Sev Blanc, um, and you've just been shortlisted for an award. You were saying. Yes, yes. This is a very special um, moment for me, and uh, what a way to finish this year that has also been. Uh, huge for me with the travel and um, things I've done this year to to promote my brand internationally. But this award uh, that I've just been um, I've just been shortlisted as a finalist in uh, one of the categories at the wine competition People's Choice Awards, which is probably one of the biggest uh, world wine competitions where consumers actually judge wine and young wine professionals. So. It is yeah. really fantastic to 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 get that um, recognition, um, and it is also a category um, that I'm quite quite um, interested in because I don't have my wines yet in the UK. I'm looking for um, a distributor and importer, and actually this is a, a new to market category, uh, easy weekday white. Um, so my 2022 Sauvignon Blanc is basically such a perfect wine for that category. And because I'm also looking for, um, you know, distribution in the UK, because there are some really amazing people there that would love to be able to get my wine. <laughs> I, I so bet. I'm so excited. And I will find out in February, end of February, um, who are the winners. So I do hope uh, that I might be going to Manchester end of February to mm. Um, to the celebration dinner to actually um, get my award. So oh, well, congratulations. <laughs> That's a, that, is, that is a huge thing, especially, as you say, it is one of the world's largest um well it is the people's consumer judging yeah, yeah yeah and that's actually it's it's a huge huge feat even just to be able to be recognized for that and here you've got like an incredibly well priced and what like a 25 dollar bottle of marble sap blanc uh kicking goals over there so um that's fantastic we'll look forward to finding out in february mm. yeah thank you so much yeah i love I'm the category as well jill did you cup the category <laughs> easy weekday white yes oh. new to market <laughs> Everyone needs an easy weekday white. Uh -huh. I love that. I love that. What What are some of the other categories? Wow, there is so many categories, but basically yeah. they're also separated in, um, you know, reds, whites, roses, uh, different sparkling categories. Um, you know, it's just a, such a, if it's already been in the market, if it's under 15 uh, pounds, above 15 pounds, um, already present at market yes. it's like it's a lot of categories so you have to yeah. really really be able to find your place and this is where um natalie a lady that i met in the uk that has actually was doing some work for people's choice awards competition and she sort of pushed me and rec uh, recognized my wine that she tasted and she was like you've got to enter it your wines are such a beautiful consumer mm. wines and she actually helped me filter through the categories and find the perfect one for for and then she just messaged me look you're a finalist so i'm so grateful to her actually that she has mm. helped me find my place and that yeah. it has actually worked so it's, well, um, oh, that's great to have someone on your side like that even if um you don't win the the, the actual gong just being a finalist means you, oh my god you're it's so much yeah. on notice right and you know we so have a lot of we have a lot of people from the trade here listening um and listening to the podcasts and things 
um, the Wine Show Australia. We'll just give that a little plug. Um, <laughs> but um, so, you know, I wouldn't be surprised, you know, if someone can uh, would would reach out and say, well, we, we send wine over to the UK. We've got some yeah, exactly. in place. So um, send us a sample. So it's uh, for anyone in that category, it's epwines.nz. Very easy to find. Uh, but on top of that, I mean, on top of just the distribution and this opening that up, it's the fact that even that we're just talking about the fact that it is as listed as a finalist, the brand is being spruced out there and mm. it's already getting yeah. into people's minds. So win, win or not is almost it's almost irrelevant because all the lead up to it is um is, is the promotion that, that you want. Now, so, I mean, your, your accent, that's definitely not a Kiwi accent. Definitely. So, uh, so where, where, where's that I'm accent hailing hard, from? I'm trying but it's not <laughs> It's a beautiful <laughs> accent, actually, but where, uh, what's, what's your heritage? My heritage is from Croatia, and I'm so yeah. super proud of that because it's such a big part of who I am and my brand because most of my mm. life I have lived in Croatia. I was born there and studied there and everything and worked there and then sort of... Um, was looking for some opportunities um, and I've only been in New Zealand. I mean, only it's been 12 years now that I've been in New Zealand. Um, but yeah, it was just a, a very, very um, crazy sort of roller coaster things happening, <laughs> turn of events that actually brought me to New Zealand. Uh, actually, I was first supposed to come to Australia. Oh, really? <laughs> that was sort of my thing. Um, I um, So yeah, basically, I my mom and dad used to make wine in Croatia. So that heritage comes from there. Um, and then I did my uh, master's degree in viticulture and wine science at university in Zagreb. And once I finished that, it was just a few sad events and things that had been happening. And I didn't really have a family business and a family winery to continue at that point. Mm. So I sort of worked for a few other people, but it just wasn't what I really wanted. You know, the companies were great and everything was okay, but it just wasn't what I wanted. It's It was really hard for me to get into the wine industry in Croatia from the outside because it's a lot of small boutique wineries that family works in. So it was really hard to kind of get that. And then I always wanted to come and travel New Zealand. It was always my dream to come here mm. I was always watching, um, you know, David Attenborough shows and things like that <laughs> in New Zealand. And it's yes. just always amazed me. But I, I was not aware really of the extent of the New Zealand wine industry and how developed it has become and popular. So I was looking for a job in Australia. I was thinking the industry, the economy is much larger scale in Australia and I might be able to get a job there much easier than New Zealand. So I sort of started doing some research on that, but it was really hard to get a work visa. And it was, yeah, it was just almost impossible for me to be able to, you know, Croatia didn't really have working holiday visas then mm. uh, 12 years ago and a few things. So it was very hard to do so. And I was Googling and doing some research. And then all of a sudden this banner popped up on my screen, on my computer screen and it said, work and live in New Zealand. And I clicked on that banner and it took me to this agency in Christchurch that was helping you find a seasonal job and was also helping you organize a visa. So I sent nice. them my CV and then they replied to me in like 24 hours saying, we've got a harvest job for, for you in one of the wineries, um, minimum wage, you have to start in five weeks, it's vintage in New Zealand, Marlborough, uh, and I was like, oh my God, where is that, Marlborough, New Zealand? Throwing you in the deep end. <laughs> and I sort of started sorting the visas through embassy in London, and mm. I came to New Zealand, and I just sort of packed my bag with nothing, and I just came to New Zealand, and I... As soon as I stepped on the ground here, I just had that feeling that this is the other place that on earth. It's my home. 
So it this was, was like uh, about a decade ago, right? So yeah, that you, was you've been in 2012. So right, my first right. vintage and harvest I did in New Zealand was in 2012. March 2012, I arrived in New Zealand. It was my first time. And I only had a three months uh, visa contract, sort of. Um, but then everything worked out well. And um, yeah, and I decided to stay on. So I worked for a few wineries, basically, up until 2019, uh, when I actually had an opportunity to start my own wine. Um, mm-hmm. I always knew that I wanted to continue my family's legacy. It's it's a big thing for me. Um, and I just never expected to have that opportunity. And then I sort of partnered up with the vineyard owner in, in order to get some grapes and to be able to, to start a wine brand together, which was just a fantastic setup for me to be able to sort of have someone um, yeah, to support me in that way. Um, because we started it from zero and from nothing. So, um, yeah, it's been very exciting to see it grow. Yeah. But the first so one you... was released in December 2019, just before COVID as well. Ah, such a, mm. Yeah, the, 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 the little wine company has been through a lot of changes because I was thinking I'm going to focus on international markets because I knew how much New Zealand markets were saturated with amazing wines. And I sort of was picturing the strategy for me being international brand and a little bit in New Zealand. But then when COVID hit, I sort of had to change that strategy completely and focus Mm. domestically. But that has just been so amazing for me and the business and actually growing the brand and finding where I am and finding my uniqueness and niche and everything. And I think it actually helped the business so much to stay in New Zealand, work through setting up where I am now and then sort of going overseas. Yeah. Yeah, right. So so let's just quickly touch on the fact that I find the Croatian aspect quite interesting. So the Croatian wines are obviously very different to, to Marlborough wines. So what sort of wines were your family producing? My family actually uh, didn't produce uh, grape wines. So my family produced red wine made of blackberries. So it was a fruit wine. Oh. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So very, very different. Very different. Very okay. different, but but also very similar to some of, uh, very similar to actually some of the Pinot Noir uh, wine making things that that are done because a lot of the similarities um, in in some of the production parts of of producing the blackberry wine were like we do pinots, you know, they sit, blackberries, they mm-hmm. sit on the skins and then you do plunging and then it's also like partially, you know, wild ferment and um, and then you, they also age in barrels. The wine ages in barrique. So there's quite a few very so similar it, it, it's a similar technique. It's just a different fruit. Yeah. Okay. I actually love Croatian thing. wines. I've spent a, a fair bit of time in Croatia, and I actually really love them. But look, yeah, let, let's stick with yours. Diverse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. So you've got the gorgeous Sauvignon Blanc, obviously. You've got a Chardonnay, a Pinot Noir, made a Pinot Noir Rosé and Pinot. Uh, on the basis that this is very, this is one of the most festive days of the year, <laughs> have you thought about adding a sparkling to your portfolio? Oh my God, have I just? <laughs> I, t- I take that as a yes. I've been about that for a very long time because my oh, excellent. is all about celebration. Like even in the back of my bottle, mm-hmm. it says that it? I want yeah. people yeah. to share my wine while celebrating special moments in life and I always knew that sparkling wine is such a big thing for me and it has to be a part of my brand so I've been thinking about it a lot and I do hope that in this coming up vintage in New Zealand I'll be able to make some base to to make a sparkling wine because also with my branding being you know like gold and white I can sort of see that label already on a sparkling bottle Mm. of wine. I love it! 
I've been dreaming about it for a long, long time, and it's just been so much going on. Uh, but I do hope that I'll be able to to make a bit of bass um, this 2024 vintage, and then being able to to release my sparkling wine because I'm just like so. And and this category of sparkling wine is growing so much, um, uh, and I feel like during these festive moments and things, it is such an important part. And I just love sharing wine with people, and I gift lot of wine as well and if i had bubbles and sparkly is just the way to go okay i'm about to do i'm about to go against the golden rule of opening a sparkling or champagne bottle (laughs) and that is i'm not going to do the sigh i'm going to do the pop purely (laughs) because that's fun all right let's see let's see how this goes hopefully this come back and knock me in the head (laughs) (laughs) here we go yep didn't get backlash (laughs) um Right. So, Jill, you're having a sparkling red because yes, yep. that is your thing at this time of year particularly. I've got, it is, it I have is. a Grant Burge um, rosé sparkling. So, um, oh, okay. Cheers. And I've got a Grant Burge Shiraz sparkling. Interesting. Okay. And, well, and, cheers. And this Christmas cheers. Eve, uh, Eva has um, a Sauvignon Blanc, um, but next yes. year it may be a Her sparkling. own sparkling. Would, I know. Would it be Pinot and Chardonnay, or would you do Blanc de Blanc, or what? What are your thoughts? Look, yeah, I'm. Cheers. I'm quite. I was always very keen for the Blanc de Blanc. It's something about that wine that's mm. like sort of like intrigues me in terms of like the purity of the wine and everything like that, like in that meta traditional mm. style. But also, I'm quite interested in like doing something new and something like different because, because I would like to do like a really fresh, fruity, light, sparkling wine, you know, um, for mm. for all generations, for any moments to enjoy, and and something that's like very very easy. So there is a lot of types of different sparkling that you could do, like in that Charmat method, uh, maybe even doing like a sparkling Sauvignon Blanc. Uh, there's a yeah, lot of right, ways of that you can, yeah, 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 for sure. Look, so it's trying to say in the Hunter Valley, a lot like of ideas that are going through my head at the moment. That what I could do, you know, um, I could probably try trial a couple things, you know, um, doing a pink sparkling as well. I think for me, it's very, very important to do pink sparkling. Yeah, love a sparkling rose in the Hunter yeah. Valley. They are basically make sparkling out of anything. It's amazing. Yeah. Sparkling Chambolsin, sparkling yeah. Tempranillo, sparkling Malbec. It's um, yes. so yes. there's the Peterson Champagne House, and you know whether whether you like them or not, they're yeah. really interesting. So yeah. you can you can do what, whatever you choose to do. I know, and I've got this beautiful Pinot Noir rose at the moment. It's just absolutely delicious, and it's sort of like a single vineyard wine. It's 100% Pinot Noir, and it's beautiful. And I can just picture that wine. Wine, mm-hmm. a sparkling, beautiful wine, and I'm like, yes. oh my god! I think that might be the way for me to sort of um, like release one of those wines and then work on the meta traditionnel in the back, maybe because it takes a bit longer to age yeah, and yeah. things like that. But sort of have yeah. one of those sparkling wines, and with a few uh, with a few markets that I've got overseas at the moment, they are actually quite interested for something new and different, some fresh fruity sparkling Sauvignon Blanc. Yes, um, you know, so there is a lot of other other people there that are getting excited about all sorts of different sparkling wines. But, yeah, yeah. I think I would have maybe a couple, mm. <laughs> you know, a couple so, different styles say, would be good, yeah. So I just just checking, you, all of your wines would be single vineyard, 
right? Yeah, yeah. All of my yeah. current wines are single vineyard wines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, the Sauvignon Blanc as well. Um, it's a beautiful vineyard. Um, just in the heart of Wairo Valley. Um, it's it's a very very sort of like tropical kind of soft uh, acidity. Um, but still very fresh and fruity. So yeah, it's it's a beautiful wine. Yeah, yeah. Good. Like the prices, I, I did mention before, because of obviously the people's choice. Um, that's only twenty four ninety a bottle. Your rosé is like less than twenty dollars a bottle. That's that's great value. This is great stuff for our listeners to know as well. I mean, everyone likes to find excellent mm. wine for good value. Like that's it's one of the key things that we do. So yeah, um, definitely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It is it is great value for for being sort of in that premium. Um, you know, yeah. single vineyard wines, um, very personal brand and stuff. And I. And that's I'm I'm all about that. I, I want mm. to make these wines approachable and affordable for people because yeah. I just want them to enjoy it. I want them to be I want it to be easy for them to get them, easy for them to drink, easy to because yes. all my wines are very easy going and very consumer friendly and they're just wines to um enjoy um on an afternoon. It doesn't have to be a food wine, even my Pinot Noir and my Chardonnay, you know, they're not big alcoholic wines, they're very mm. fresh, fruity sort of cool climate styles and, yeah. and that's what I want. They they are, you know, very friendly, but they also have certain depth to them for the consumers that are looking for some more premium and some, you know, um more layers of flavors and things like that. They've got that, mm. but they're also very, very, you know, like a lighter style and mm. very, very consumer, you know, friendly. So I'm sort of trying to put both together and, and have that premium sort of, you know, um, complexity depth, but also have, you know, really, really light, fresh, fruity and easy drinking wine. So that's my sounds style. Sounds perfect. Yeah. And it sounds like they would go beautifully on the Christmas table. I know. And a lot Let's... of my friends have actually been so amazing and my my beautiful consumers here in New Zealand and sort of like going for and I had some really good um, sort of offers as well, especially with my Sauvignon Blanc now uh, for people to like um, buy them and share them with friends and family um, for Christmas Day. They just love it because they also can tell that story. I think it's very important for people when they bring a bottle of wine to someone's, you know, table with friends and that they can share that story of mm -hmm. how they got the wine or they met me or they've seen what I do or, you know, if they just introduced themselves to that personal connection of the brand that I've got mm -hmm. and I just absolutely love it because people just get excited about things and they're like oh my god I've seen this wine and I've met Ava and she's got a rosé and blah 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 and it's just really cool how they do it and then they put photos and then they tag me sharing your wine with my friends and it's just amazing I just love that community of yeah. you know um yeah it's beautiful and I'm, I'm sort of always wanted to create a brand like that and just makes people happy <laughs> um, how widely available would you be here um Ava in Australia. Yeah. So in Australia, I currently have my 2022 People's Choice Awards Sauvignon Blanc available through Vinomofo, the website oh, yeah. that sells the wine. Yeah. That's great. But I'm definitely looking for more sort of distribution as well through, um, you know, because I would love to have my wines as well available in that hospitality sort of restaurants and uh, mm. wine bars and wine shop where my wines internationally actually are placed. Like I've got my wines at the moment in China, um, South Korea, in Germany for Europe, um, in um, California and also the East Coast in the US. And they're sort of placed uh, in those sort of hospitality kind of uh, also e-commerce 
online, yeah. private yeah. clients, but also yeah, restaurants, wine bars, wine shops, some cool country clubs around Washington, D.C., by glass. Mm. And, yeah, so it's quite exciting to see that it's actually developed um, in sort of those channels where I can also come into market and do the wine tasting and presentations. And people just absolutely love it because I, I do those things in markets and I love going and doing mm. events. And at the moment also negotiating for Singapore, which I'm very excited to soon have my wines in Singapore as well. Wow. That's actually quite huge. I mean, I, I wasn't expecting really? to be uh, you know, exploring to so many places. What would be your biggest market? US is definitely my biggest market. Yeah, yeah 100%. And I started working with them the first, that was my first uh, export market for my Sauvignon in 2020 during COVID. Um, and this company uh, that's based in Alexandria in Virginia, they've just done such a fantastic job. We're just really connected in a lot of <clears throat> different areas of the brand because uh, as a woman winemaker, that's also been quite important for me, a woman winemaker mm. and a woman-owned wine brand. It's quite a niche thing. And the two business partners that own this company, both of their moms uh, were winemakers. Um, right. So they come from a family of women winemakers. So um, right. they sort of connected with my brand on, on a certain, on a different personal level as well, which has been so great because they've done such a, a, a tremendous job in like building it and being so excited about like sharing my wine and finding cool places that will, you know, tell the story. So yeah, but US is definitely at the moment my biggest market. Yeah. South Korea has as well been fantastic. Like the distributor I've got there, they've done such a fantastic job. Um with the wines as well and place them in some cool like wine shops and like through e-commerce and also some restaurants Great. and stuff. So I think this Southeast Asia is really growing and I'm very excited. To oh, yeah. It. Yeah. I, I, yes. Scott, I hope you, um, as a result of um, this chat, have, get um, and certainly the shortlisting, hopefully, yeah. you know, someone reaches out because you would be a very easy brand to sell, Jill, wouldn't yes. you think? Oh, absolutely. Take, abso take so around uh, in the trade and like everyone's yeah. going to have a great time and um, – just I know, that. and that's what I want to do. I want to come <laughs> to Australia and do like a big Ava wine trip and there go and go. visit people. And Well, um, we, we'll help you with that for sure. And actually, yeah. we have a mutual friend in Joel Palouse, and it was actually yes. Joel who was out staying with me, and I gave him the Australian barbecue experience, and, <laughs> um, and we were talking about you. And uh, and he said that you would be great to get on the show, and he gave me a little bit of your background, and that's when I reached out to you, and I'm I'm so glad I did. This is uh this is um I can see you've you've got there. There are so many legs uh for you yeah. in Australia, you know. I mean, yeah, obviously I the know. proof's in the pudding with the fact that you're you know everywhere else. So um yeah yeah, and it's, it's such an incredible market, you know. And I can visit all the time, and I just I just I just love all that, mm. and I, I think and yeah, Joel has been such a fantastic um. Mm. Yeah, he's, I actually met him in Singapore, so um, it was so lovely to see him and he's introduced me to some incredible people as well. Christopher is um, one of our regular contributors and he has asked about your Chardonnay. Um, do you put that through malolactic uh, fermentation at all? Yes, yes. So um, I put, so I'm, I've moved into making it partially in stainless steel and partially in uh, oak. So my 2022 that I'm just releasing now, it's 30% oak and 70% stainless steel. Mm -hmm. And in oak, it's gone 100% through Melo. In um, stainless steel, maybe it hasn't done 100%. It's maybe done like 70 or 80% through Melo. Okay. So it's more in that like a fresh fruity sort of style of yep. Chardonnay, also old oak. So it's not a, it's not a big oak. Yeah. Hmm. Um, thank you for that. Um, no problem. So um, 
This is yeah, it, it's a fun brand. It's it you know you it is you are very easy to chat to. It's um so EP Wines, so Eva Pemper, so epwines.nz. Very easy to uh very easy to get there. Um so obviously we can buy wine we can buy wine and ship it to Australia from New Zealand, of course, can't we? Yes, you can. Shipping could be a little bit, but there is a few different platforms that I'm using as well so to be able to ship the yeah. wine to, to New Zealand. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. So it's New definitely Zealand, ways yeah. to do that. Yep. Yeah. Good. So if someone wants to, yeah, they can get in touch with me very easy or even ordering on the website and sort of yeah. work through the, the shipping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not that difficult. Yeah. That's great. Um, Eva, I've got a quick one just about the, um, uh, the little Cupid. I actually think your label is it's really beautiful. It's very clean. It's gorgeous. Uh, what's the what's the little golden cupid about? That's actually my mom and dad's logo from their wine label. So that's really? very special. Oh, part. I love that. Yeah, yeah, that is a very special part of the legacy. I took that element through my label to sort of continue and tell that story about the family. And my father also had that signature on the label. Like I have mine under the cupid. Um, so a really talented uh, designer here in, Bl- in Blenheim has actually, I gave, gave her all these elements, I gave her the colors and then she sort of put it together and it's really cool how the Cupid just sits in V and then the signature. Uh, but yeah, my father, um, you know, chose that um, that um, Cupid as, as, you know, because Cupid is a god of love and enjoyment and passion mm. and it's just, I think for the wine, I just, I and he wanted everyone to like just enjoy the wines and stuff and it's such a mm. cool sort of story and it's 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 all about that it's all about that so so I I never even considered doing anything else but but using using that logo to to be I think part bringing of that way. across is a very beautiful story I just yeah, that's probably yeah. quite I love rare. It, that's, that's I, yeah. I can yeah. see why you can picture your sparkling um packaging already mm. <laughs> I yeah. know yeah, and also wine for weddings and stuff with the Cupid, you know, it's uh-huh. such a really cool. I actually have a friend that's getting married in April and she was like, oh, my God, I want your wine at the wedding because with the Cupid and everything like that, it's just perfect. <laughs> and I also had a friend's wedding in Central Otago in November and they had my Sauvignon there as well. And it was such a oh. cool label for like the wedding in terms of all that. Yes, Cupid it's perfect, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Actually, that's a very good marketing point. You know, yes. that is a beautiful wine for a celebration of weddings, etc. Yes. So now I need really to put bubbles because bubbles. Yes. then sort of put me in that category because a lot of people mm. you know like weddings are all about sparkling wine and bubbles yes so why they still need a good white as well so you yeah, know exactly you your boxes yeah. so eva i've got to ask you the question how are you spending christmas day well how are you spending christmas eve and christmas day and what wines will you be drinking so actually i'm having a croatian christmas which is fantastic nice. because um Last time I've been in Croatia for Christmas, I go to Croatia every year, but last time I've been was in 2017. So I really, really miss a lot of that tradition and everything that we do in Croatia. I do sometimes these things here in New Zealand, but it's just, it's a bit, yeah, different environment, always is summer. But I'm actually spending Christmas Day uh, as a Croatian Christmas, which is fantastic. I've just met some really lovely young couple with kids that have just moved from Croatia here and they don't have any family. And then there is... Uh, another Croatian that I've known for quite a long time now. So we're all going to have a big Croatian Christmas, hmm. which means a lot of food. Yes. <laughs> and we are yes. actually cooking some food, food that's sort of suited to the winter 
uh, Christmas, but we are we are doing it anyway. So mm. it's going to be a lot of food. <laughs> Which wines I'm having? I'm definitely having one of the one of the local um, sparkling pink um, pink ro- uh, bubbles um, uh-huh. as a starter, and then we're going to have some of those obviously because it's going to be 30 degrees day tomorrow in Blenheim, and yep. it's going to be absolutely stunning. We're going to have some mm. of my beautiful rosé um, that I will share with my friends because uh, yes. they haven't tried it yet, and we might have. Um, we might have a red later on. We'll see how we go. Um, also, my Pinot Noir that I've just released. So uh, these are basically the wines that I'm... But Christmas Eve tonight, I'm just going to have a really uh, low-key... Just watch some Christmas movies that I love. Yeah. And, uh, yes. That it's winter. I might even have a, 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 some hot chocolate. And I might do a little bit of baking this afternoon because I'm, I'm big on baking and Christmas cakes and cookies so i might just do a little bit just to have that smell in the house on christmas eve that always reminds me of my mom's kitchen yeah. because it's always been baking and stuff so yeah yeah well, what's so your go-to Croatian... christmas movie sorry jill yeah, no, i knew you were gonna ask that yeah i want that as well <laughs> oh my god my absolute favorite that i bought on itunes like a few years which is the elf <laughs> oh, the, um, what's his name that guy Funniest movie, and it's mine and my older brother's uh, favorite uh, Christmas movie. And every Christmas has to go with what's that actor's Will name? Will Ferrell. Yes. <laughs> he's hilarious, isn't he? Oh, he's classic. Oh, so I watched Anchorman funny. 2 yesterday. He is just a classic. <laughs> oh my god! And that movie, it's just incredible. So I, I watch it always every uh, Christmas. Yeah. I thought it yeah. might have been this one. <laughs> oh. <okay. laughs> uh, you, you know that one. You know, yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, I've who doesn't love it. Love Actually? Yeah, I watched it two weeks ago mm-hmm. on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Love Actually, because uh, there was a friend well, of yes, mine you... telling me, "Oh, you know, that's actually the best Christmas movie." Well, I, I think you like, probably oh, do need a bit of a it. you need a bit of a runway, don't you, to to Christmas <laughs> Eve because there's lots of cool movies. I mean, Elf oh, is, yeah. a f- is that's a funny Elf movie, is classic. But there, yeah, because there's some really there's some classics in there. I mean. Die Hard, spoke about that last week. That is a great one. It is, it's the most bizarre, you wouldn't think it, but it is one of the top three. Even Bridget Jones's Diary, that original. Yeah, Bridget Jones's Diary, I really like. Yeah. Yeah. No, there there are some crackers out there, real crackers out there. So just very quickly, on the Croatian food, because I find this fascinating, I I love Croatian food. It's very seafood-driven, but what is their Christmas sort of style? Yeah, so uh, the area that I come from, which is uh, east of capital Zagreb, so that's more like eastern yes. area, uh, close to border with Hungary, for example, not not the Dalmatians. So we do really like a lot of cured meats. Uh, we do yeah. like big hearty like beef stews, you know, with like yes, new okay. type of thing and like. Uh, big, you know, pork um, uh, knuckles so, and that sort of style. Uh, yeah, huge like chunks of pork roasts that are getting done in the oven with like uh, big salads and like it's just like a lot of because it's winter as well, so it's a lot of these big hearty sort of foods, a lot of cured meats mm-hmm. and things like that, smoked paprika, smoky sort of yeah um, flavors and it's just so much food. So yeah, then actually a good pinot noir goes with that. I was, just, that I was just thinking if you've got some charring on your oak for your pinot, it's, that's just going to be a match. Yeah. My pinot is a little bit Perfect. smoky sort oh, of charry go. style no. from mm. the barrels that I use. Um, so it's actually just perfect for those kind of foods. So I'm actually making like a big, huge lot of grazing platter with prosciuttos and cheeses and things. And then the other Croatian is doing like a big a lamb roast. 
and the others are doing that stew with, and they did a lot of cakes and stuff. So yeah, it's going to be a. Really you are going to have nice an enormous amount of food, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> and laughs. Good on you. It's the way it should be. Simon, what what sort of food are you going to be having? Uh, it's the traditional kind of yeah uh, English um, turkey. Yeah, turkey and pork and um, yeah. lamb and um, and chicken. So a bit of yep. all of them, I think. So yeah, it's a proper you know hot hot lunch. Um, I mean, lots of people here do the seafood thing, don't they? It seems like on the Gold Coast you'd be more a seafood person. That's, yeah, look, tomorrow we're doing oysters, prawns, barramundi, yeah. but we also have the traditional ham that will be basted. Oh, so we still like to have something traditional. Well. Yeah, the ham that yeah, just keeps sure. on giving for the whole week. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. absolutely. I love it. I love it. Good, like, I'm having some kilo. of that as well love. to introduce yes. the yeah. creations that yeah. we just moved to introduce them into New Zealand. So I'm having, I'm bringing some bit of ham and we also had some oysters yesterday. So just so, for them to sort of have a feel of what's a proper Kiwi Christmas sort of foods as well, mm. which is always, always the ham. Yeah. Um, yes. Hey, Jill, yeah. I just got a little bit of Kiwi when she said Kiwi. Yeah. <laughs> it's infecting it's been coming through. <laughs> yeah. Well, look, she has been there for a decade. So it's, a, it's, a, it's actually a lovely little combination. She's not quite say across the ditch and, you know, all that <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Yeah, I've got a bit of a slang going on, but it depends on which days I'm feeling better or worse. If I <laughs> hang around with my Croatians, my English just goes downhill, and yeah, then. Right. <laughs> if you hang around in the in the vineyard with the uh, with the vineyard oh, yeah. workers, you you get back oh. straight into New Zealand. Yeah, then I'm like, you know, she'll be fine, and you know, sweet ass. <laughs> she'll be fine, like mate. Yeah. She'll be fine, mate. Bro. Sweet ass and stuff, bro. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's very funny. Um. So, Eva, thank you. This has been really fun. And, um, it has been. Thank you for starting our Christmas Eve uh, show. And we can say my really stupid joke again, Christmas Eva. And, and, yeah, no, we and actually, we should have you on every not year. a stupid actually. joke at all because yeah, today totally. is a very special day for me because today is actually my name day because oh. Adam and Eve in Catholic oh, wow. calendar are on Christmas Eve. So today is my name day and I've already had a couple of... My mom already messaged me this morning, congratulations for your name day, because oh. it's quite big, it's you know, cool. um, you always have a name day. And I love that. Like Sw- Swedes do the same thing. I think that's gorgeous. Yeah. I wish Australia did that. Well, there we go. Well, happy name day. Yes. And Thank you. <laughs> and thanks happy for and Christmas. And yeah, thanks for sharing. <laughs> Look, Eva, we're really looking forward to hearing about how other results in February. But as we said before, even if you don't actually win, you know, all this promotion and all that dumb legwork leading up to it is going to uh it's going to be fantastic for you. So congratulations. Either way, congratulations. Thank you so much for inviting me. I feel very honored to be here with you on this special day and I really appreciate all your kind um, words and everything, and I hope we catch up again soon. Yes, we will. And have Absolutely. an amazing Christmas. And New Year. Yes, thank you. You too. Um, hello, hello. Wait a second. I've got no. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Stefan, sorry. Can you just mute, mute yourself, mate? <laughs> oh. Beautiful. Um, better, better late than never, as they say. Yeah. <laughs> um, hey, Stefan, right. you, you are on live radio right now. <laughs> Is that right? My, my sincere apologies. <laughs> So anyway, say, yeah. say hi to Eva. Um, Eva is um, going to go and organise her baking and cooking and, and uh, everything. Yes. But uh, Eva, Hello. Stefan. And, um, nice to meet you and all the best. Meet and greet. <laughs> so, 
So, uh, Eva, thank you. We will um, we will definitely get you back on. Uh, I, I think you know if, if it works out that well, it's not going to work out that there's a um, Christmas Eve show on a Sunday next year. So, mm. but no, we'll. Uh, that's amazing. We look forward to um, hearing about the results uh, in Feb. Yeah. Um, awesome. And uh, and Looking also forward to... look forward to hearing you know who's going to pick you up here to, to distribute your wines. Here. Yeah. Yeah, that would right. be fantastic. I'm looking mm. forward to to hear from everyone. Thank mm. you so much, Thanks, guys, Eva. and all the best. Merry, Merry Christmas, Eva. Merry Christmas. Bye. Bye.